Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, says the Lord. What are you talking about? It's been on my mind. It's been on my mind. All week? Yes. It's the gospel for this weekend. Mark chapter one. Pescados de muerte? Come after me, and I will make you fishers (laughs) of men. (laughs) Pescado de hombre. Pecado? Pecado. I always get that mixed up in Spanish. I just said fishers of death. And then fishers of the hungry, and then fishers of men. The Spanish word for, uh, you know, in, in English, you know, like there's certain words that sound like <laughs> other words. Well, in, that is also, of course, true in Spanish. And the word pescado, which is fish, and the word pecado, which is sin. Or hombre, which is man, and hambre, which hombre, is hungry. Which is hungry. <laughs> the fisher of hungry. And the fishers of... <laughs> Of sin. I said it Fishers one time. Of sin? Oh, I said, no. I said bad. the son of hungry one time during a mass in Spanish in Mexico. Oh. It was embarrassingly hilarious. I said, hijo de, de hambre. Son of hungry. And Father Samuel Perez, who's up in Miami now. We were in Guadalajara together. He just laughed. I could hear him chuckling. That's pretty funny. And he's like, afterwards, he said, hombre, chico. That's pretty hombre. funny. All right, well, welcome to uh, Pastors of Pain. Yeah. Uh, we are two priests uh, here in uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma, Pain Red, County. Red Dirt Riviera. Uh, and we have a show. It's a podcast and a radio show. Uh, it's a radio show in that it is on the radio here in Stillwater Pete on FM. Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. on Pete 94.3 and AM 780. So I know we have a lot of people that listen that way. Um, and then it's also a podcast, which is out in all of the regular ways that podcasts get out and about Apple, <laughs> Spotify. I was trying to tell Max Denny the other day of where he could find it. He goes, Pastors of Pain? That's a genius name. And I said, You're darn right it is. And I couldn't come up with the word genius. iTunes. I came up with Apple. Apple I come podcasts. up I like yeah. Spotted Tunes. Spotitude, <laughs> and he's like, "What?" And I was trying to explain to Max, and he's like, I "Just don't say know. wherever you get your podcast." Uh-huh. And then we're also on the uh, Oklahoma Catholic Broadcasting Network on Wednesdays at three thirty across the state. Yeah, wow! And it's our little way of just, you know, I mean, I, as we've said many times before, our goal of this podcast is not—I mean, our goal, our audience is the people of Payne County, whoop, whoop, the students whoop. of Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. the people of Stillwater and surrounding communities. And if it reaches beyond that, then we're we're totally fine with that. If it, Voyager picks it up somewhere in the edges of the if galaxy, my mom is listening. Hey, mom, love you. My dad, love you, dad. He, your dad's a faithful listener. My parents do listen. I don't think my parents even know I'm on the radio. I don't think they even know you exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cuts like we, a knife. We and it feels so right. So one of the things that we get to do as priests, being a priest, let we're going to talk about how how being a priest is awesome because it is. Um, Some, wait, something we get to do as priests, like baptize no, babies. No, something we get to do as priests is we get to uh, we, we, immer- get to, we get to immerse ourselves. Wear, wear really in the cool scriptures. clothes. Yes, of course. But we get to immerse ourselves in the scriptures. Okay. Um, because we have to preach a lot. In fact, every day. That that's true. We're up and preaching now. Daily mass typically, you know, a homily eight is, to fifteen minutes for me is three minutes. For <laughs> Father Carey is twenty six. Um, and but then then of course on Sundays it's 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 much. It's much it's 40, longer. 45 minutes? No. Is that what you do? That's a long time, no. Oh. Um, 
so we immerse ourselves in the scriptures. And so there's just this sort of constant treasure trove of God's word imbuing itself like in our imbuing. in our lives. And so this Sunday, okay. this Sunday, the gospel is Mark chapter one. Oh yeah. And it has this famous line. So it, sa- it says, uh, after John had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God, etc. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, this is Jesus, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Jesus said to them, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little farther and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat, mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat along with the hired men and followed him. Which I love. I love that scene. That's four apostles in 10 minutes. And it's also the first call scene. I love it. I just love that, man. It just kicks my butt every time. Yeah, well, okay. They just dropped their nets and they followed him. And then they went back later because Jesus had to go out and call them again. Remember when he shows up in the morning and he's like, hey guys, what oh, are yeah. you doing? And they're like, oh, we've been fishing all night and caught nothing. And he's like, well, let's put out the nets for a catch. I don't know where that Irish Jesus, accent came from. Jesus is Scottish? <laughs> Scott. And they go out so and confused. that's when they catch that such a big f- amount of fish that they're, they're like the co-workers in the boat have to bring their boat over because the nets are tearing. That's the second oh. call scene. Remember Killing Jesus? Remember that book you and I gave to each other? It was called Killing Jesus? I don't think. I didn't. I, I listened to the audio version. You gave me the yeah. audio version? Yeah. And I was listening to I don't think you ever gave it back, so I never listened to it. Thanks. No, you listened to it before me. Oh. But I didn't realize until Bill O'Reilly like made mention of it in that book. I was like, wait a second, there's a second call scene? Where Jesus goes out and yeah. gets them again and like, hey, dudes, I, when I said, come and follow me, when I passed you by, it's interesting, like in, in the Gospel of Mark, when the, the, pass, the word pass by, it's the same wording used in the Old Testament when God passes by his people when he he doesn't mean to like walk past them it means he comes into their presence with great force and with great power he shows up wow they're in their midst yeah he's not just like hey guys what's going on and he's on a motorino having a cappuccino and passes them by no it's supposed to bring it back from the old testament to say this is god visiting his people because he passed by Moses. Wow. And he passed yeah. by uh, Elijah on the mountain. That's one of my favorite uh, St. Jose Maria Escriva books. It's called Christ is Passing By. Ooh. I digress. Okay, so what I love about this is just just so dang dramatic. They're just they're out there, they're fishing, right? They're just doing what they do all day. They are fishermen. He comes and he calls them and they drop their nets and they follow him. Just the idea of this kind of dramatic, I think a lot of times people kind of want to have it both ways. Okay. And I think one of the things I love about being a priest is, and this is not to the detriment, I'm, this, I'm not disparaging any other you know, vocation, but as priests, uh, we're kind of all in. Like, we're, you know, when you, you conform, when you become a priest, you conform 
and we're still working on it, work in, <laughs> work in progress, but you conform your life to that of Jesus and try to live like Jesus as much as we can, to the, even to the point that we're don't, we don't get married, we don't have families, because Jesus didn't. Correct. Um, to be as much like him as possible, even to the point of like giving up, giving up the good, the goodness of of marriage and and family, and so there's something just I, I that was very attractive to me as a priest was like the kind of the all in the all in nature of it, that my whole life is 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 defined by that I'm a priest, and I love that I love that. And to be able to dedicate one's life solely and totally to the spreading of the gospel in eastern Oklahoma. Yes. And I agree. How fun it's, is that? It is beautiful. That's amazing. I like that, that, that the good God called me and keeps calling me to encounter himself. You know, yeah. last week when we talked about, like, how to know the Lord and how to follow him. Yeah. Or how, like, how to come to know that Jesus is God. You know, it's, it's that constant, like, nudge each day. It's the constant reminder. It's the it's the spending time with the you know the liturgy, the hours early in the morning yep. and during the yep. celebration of mass that the Lord is just always calling us back. It's like it's like Lord, I didn't do a very good job of being your disciple today. I didn't do a very good job of being your priest today. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Yeah. Well, and then I you know I love I just love the idea of just being of being all in. And there's something to that, and there just that kind of the radicality of it. And so I think it's worth, this might be worth our time just to encourage, uh, I think especially the students of, of Oklahoma State uh, and then also the young people of my parish, whether on a high school, middle school, um, young adults, um, I would make this contention that every Catholic young man and young woman, all of them. All of them? All of them ought to seriously consider the priesthood and religious life. Okay. All of them. I think people kind of think that's not for me or that's not that's not something I can even think about. But I think it should we I I really want to one of the things in kind of the culture shift here in Stillwater is to ch- kind of change change the culture so that it's it's a normal part. You know, like we had over the Christmas break like we had seminarians around. I love having those seminarians around. Um because it normalizes this. Seminarians are not like freak shows. Like these are normal. These are normal guys yeah. who are struggling just like the rest of us, but who feel that God has called them to a particular place. Who you know, who are responding to God's grace? Like responding the jo- to God's grace, the joyful yes, encounter yes. with the gospel. Then I think met we're, the Lord. we're kind of impoverished um, here in Oklahoma, especially you know with a real, a real lack of I think of religious sisters, um, because I think our young women don't see the beauty and the joy of religious sisters like they do, you know, when they see here in, in Stillwater, right there, we have, there's three priests, uh, four, if you count Father Griner, who's retired, oh, right? Yeah, that's right. But if you count all, if you look at all four of us, we're all very different, but all four of us, me, you, Father Robert Duck, Father Jim Griner, um, we like what we do. Indeed. We're passionate about it. And in different ways, different personalities. Uh, and so I think the young men of our community can see that they see priesthood being lived out joyfully and so it's my hope that every young man in our community anyone listening to this right now to actively pray lord are you calling me to this way of life 
but also the young women. Again, the, I think the, the disadvantage is the young women don't have as many religious um, sisters role to, models to to look at, which I think is very sad. But I think you, you know, but you've been tell us about you've been you have on various occasions brought religious sisters to St. John's. Yeah, uh, the, so the religious sisters of Mercy of Alma, who taught me in seminary. And they have a community in Tulsa. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a surgeon there. Uh, there's a uh, what is that? A um, a neonative psychologist. A neonative intensive care unit nurse. There's a psychologist. Yeah, there's like five of these sisters there that are off the charts intelligent and fantastic. Uh, the sisters of Saint Francis and the Martyr of Saint George in Tulsa. Jin Yu, Jin Yu Burnham joined them. We, we've had three young women join the religious sisters uh, one was a pi fi at osu one was in like super involved she was from the archdiocese and Jin Yu from uh, pond creek and, and so you know through um wow i mean through our focused missionaries through going to seek and sls and these conferences and going on mission trips they and pilgrimage get to be around sisters they do get to That's see right. these religious communities not in stillwater per se except for the occasional yeah. uh you know evening where they come and give a talk or Something like that, but it but it just ought to be a normal part of every young Catholic's life <laughs> to think about. Well, Father Pratt's got those uh, vocation discernment groups. Yep, like he loves small groups, so he has a couple with some guys. With I think there was like fifteen guys at one in two different groups, and then there was another three groups with like eighteen girls. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah, so the def- like I think the culture is definitely definitely growing, but I would love. For, and this is something for everybody to pray for, you know, the, for Stillwater to be, um, I think, ought to be a major source of vocations for the diocese and for the larger church. And it should be a normal thing. You know, like our bishop, when he was at Texas A&M, um, now granted, Texas A&M, big university. Right, yeah, sure. But <laughs> yeah. they had a very active Catholic students, and it was a normal thing that every year, six, eight 10 young men and women coming out of that student center going off to religious life would go off to the priest to, to seminary or, or to to religious life i, I think um, at a and m they saw it as a, as like there are people who are serving the country in the military there are engineers there are priests we need those there are nurses and doctors uh there are religious sisters there are wives we need all those yep it's like the the body uh, the hand doesn't say to the foot we don't need you you know, the, the, the mom doesn't say to the religious sister, we don't need you. You know, the, the, the army officer doesn't say to the, to the priest, I don't need you. It's all, these are necessary yeah. to, to live out uh, one's vocation. And I think a lot, of, a lot of young men and women miss their vocation in life because they didn't discern it properly. Yeah, they're distracted at a young age. Or they right. get into a relationship and it's not good for them, but they just stick around. Kick them to the curb and go to religion. <laughs> Did I just say that on the. It's like dropping your nets. Yes. And they just. Picture your boyfriend as a net. And then. Drop him. <laughs> picture your girlfriend then- <laughs> as a net and then throw her back in the boat and <laughs> sail off with <laughs> Jesus. I love it. So, one, uh, one thing I know uh, that I want to do this semester, and I haven't quite worked it all out yet. But I would like to do when I well, I'll back up. When I was in high school, my parish did a. Uh, it was just called "Called by Name," and it was like a, basically at a, at mass one day they passed out a bunch of blank pieces of paper, and just asked the people, uh, 
what uh, write down the names of people in our parish oh. that should consider the priesthood and religious life. Didn't we call that uh, throw under the bus Tuesday at Bishop Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> and then we did that at Bishop Kelly, and it and right. it with, and it brought great fruit. We asked students who who among your peers, you know, would I, I think that'd be so interesting to do at St. John's, because what I when, when it happened. Um, my, you know, a bunch of people, I was a freshman in high school and a bunch of people like put down my name. Now, when in my little freshman mind, like the only people that wanted me to be a priest were one, my my mom, my mother, uh, and two, my grandmother who are both awesome people. It was anti praying your girlfriend, by the way. No, that was Mary Rose. Mary Rose Buckley anti anti prayed my girlfriend. Uh, uh, and Mary Rose, right? (laughs) I was trying to get her name. Mom, grandma, and Mary Rose Buckley. No, your um, dad? Your dad? Yeah. Uh, my dad was not, I mean, he was never, not certainly not opposed, but he wasn't, hey, have you ever thought about, you know, I think he, he was more a, kind of on the practical side of just, I want you to be happy, and if that's, you know, if that's the route you want to go. Right, so um, this, this uh, throw under the bus weekend. So we just asked, they asked people for names of people in the parish who would consider the priesthood. Cold call Or list. religious life. Yeah. And turns out, you know, in, in, in that case, like a bunch of people put my name. And I remember that being very encouraging to me. Like, oh, okay, so it's not just my mom and my grandma who are like mandatory, you know. <laughs> they're, um, they're requ- they're, 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 they have to say they love you. But then you. I was also like, oh, maybe my mom just like grabbed a bunch of papers <laughs> and wrote, them with and different wrote my name over and over again. Um, but no, other people saw that in me. I'm gonna... Oh, bless you. <laughs> I, I agree. I do that... not have COVID. <laughs> Uh, I say that after every sneeze <laughs> and, every, and every cough. Um, so people saw that in you that you yeah. didn't see necessarily. So I think see. we should do that in Stillwater. What do you say? I love I'm, it. I'm putting you should on we, the spot. Right should we have a weekend when we do it? Should it be this gospel weekend? That's going to be too close to organize. No. I mean, that'll be super fast. All we do is a bunch of pieces of paper and some pens. Come on. I don't know if I can organize that. You don't have to organize it. You just have to pass out the papers and pens and then... And then Having people hand them to you on their way out. Put them in the collection? Oh, that there could be a collection basket at the end and people start uh, put them in there. Maybe a chicken wing. Let's pieces of paper. <laughs> I thought it was the trash. <laughs> I uh, love that coming to America. Uh, <laughs> let's Okay, let's talk about that off the, <laughs> off the <laughs> air. Okay, I think we could do that. Yeah. Is uh, it too early in the semester for you? No, because we're far we're far enough in that we can start throwing people okay. under the bus. I love that that's what you call it. But I I think what what I think would be amazing, I think a lot of young people would be amazed at at whose names get brought up. Cuz I think people think it's like, oh, I just have I'm not super holy and people don't see me that way, which is not always what makes somebody called to priesthood or religious life. Well, it it also says that they see something, as you mentioned, you're uh, the the three blind mice. I mean, (laughs) I didn't mean to say that. The three old ladies who (laughs) I didn't mean to. It just kind of came out of my mouth. I just called my mother, my grandmother, (laughs) and one of the great spiritual mentors of my life. The three blind mice. (laughs) I opened my mouth and it came out, literally. It wasn't, it kind of (laughs) wasn't. What is happening right now? I'm not sure. <laughs> Even Jay's laughing. Okay, so anyway, but they got they saw something in you 
and your friends around you at uh, St. Martha Mary Lazarus Friends of Jesus Catholic Church in Kingwood, Correct. Texas, Correct. they saw something in you that you didn't see in yourself, and you said, wow, you know what? I could, I maybe could do this. You didn't start off with like, well, if life doesn't work out, you know, I'll no. be a priest. And that's where I think there, some young people like have that mentality of like, all right, I'm going to do this, and I'll do this, and if that all doesn't... I'm going to try to date this person and this person and this person. If that doesn't work out, yeah, I'll probably just be a priest. <laughs> we would say no, 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 no. That priesthood and religious life ought to be option one. Ooh, you're saying like field goal is not an option. It's always head for the end zone. No, and marriage, if, um, and I would say this. If, you're, if you legit absolutely feel called to the sacrament of marriage, I'm, I have no intention of getting in your way. In fact, I want to encourage you, and I want to help you prepare to be have a happy and holy marriage. Um, but I think way too many sort of immediately dismiss priesthood and religious life as not even an option. And I think that is a huge mistake in our church today. And, and it ha- it's happening right here in Stillwater, and that's no good. No bueno. Right. Yeah, I love being a priest. But I, you know what? It's there, the best. There, there's those... One could take different avenues, like you, you know, go to grad school, go to you know, go to college, go to grad school, you study, be a, become a teacher, join the military. You know, you can go off and I had, a, a, you know, a buddy worked on a fishing boat for a year just because he just like didn't know what to do. He left like, his nets. He left the nets and, and, he, and he's a priest now. No, he's oh. not a priest, but oh. he didn't know what to do in life, and so sometimes we just there's different routes to be taken to this end goal. And so, you know what? It may not be just like, you know, right off the bat, it's like, I want to be a priest. I know I know, a dude who wanted to be a heart surgeon when he was 10. And so he set his path on becoming a heart surgeon. And now he is a heart surgeon. And some people at the age of 10 are like, I want to be a priest. Kind of like all the 10-year-old kids and uh, young men in your parish. Huh. Tommy Cabine. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna dominate this sucker in about <laughs> ten years. <laughs> I know. If we could ordain seven and ten year olds, we'd be covered in the priesthood. Uh, and so there are people that set their path on this that says, I want to be a priest. At the heart of this is whichever is staying close to the Lord Jesus Christ. Staying close and saying, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. I, I'm ready to hear your voice. Yeah. What what you will you have me, me do way, for I'll go. What beautiful thing I love that from Mother Teresa's like, do a beautiful thing for God today. Like, Lord, what do you want me to do beautiful for you with my life? And then it won't be like it won't be a negotiating hostage situation <laughs> with your vocation. You'll be like, Well, Jesus, if you give me this, I'll go ahead and be a priest. It's yeah. like, no, it's like, here's the cross, dude. Yep. That's This is discipleship. Here's the cross. Take up your cross and follow after me. And now I'm, I'm going to call you this direction. I want you to do this and not that. I think, too, there's also a misconception that you have to know, like when you're in high school or even in college. You know, we have one of, one of our seminarians, is in, he, he started seminary. He was in his mid-30s. Now, that's not the norm. I mean, I think most most guys, it's kind of in that 18 to 25 range. 26, yeah. But if you're outside of that, I mean, yeah, I went when I was 25, you were 26. Yep. Um, if you're outside of that, there's still, there's still like amazing possibilities, and the same is true for religious women. Um, you know, I think there's, there are orders who would say, you know, we're looking for kind of somebody 30 and under. There's others who are like 40 and under, 50 and under. Um, so, you know, the younger, in, in some sense, the younger you are, the better in that you can sort of start earlier. But it's, you know, it's become, we have a, a lot of guys. We had Father James Porter was at our parish a couple weeks ago. Oh, right. Do, taking some time away from his parish. You know, he went right out of high school. 
He was he graduated from high school and went to seminary. Father Vince Fernandez, Father David Carvajal. These are some some of the mo- more recently ordained guys in our diocese that went right out of high school. But then there's others who d- who didn't. You know, F- John Fincher was a couple years in college, then went. Matthew Tracy. Uh, Matthew Tracy graduated, graduated from, from college, college and then, then went, went and lived it in Kyle Oklahoma Dowd City. Graduated so, from yeah. college, was a focused missionary for two right. years, then went. Um, you know, Matthew McLean, who I was talking about earlier, he's from Bartlesville. Um, he's how old? He was he was in his mid thirties. Um, so he was he worked in in professional life, worked for Phillips. Whoa! And then discovered the call. And so there's all these different paths. And if you ask every religious sister too, they're going to tell you some of them were 17, 18, 19, and others were 25 and 28 and 30. Right. And so there's all of these you know kind of varying ages for it for it to happen. But no, I, I would just say this: no matter where you are, if you're listening to this, no matter where you are, if you are if you're single. Um, you ought to be considering the priesthood mm-hmm. or religious life. Uh, agree. But I would also say, you know, many of you who maybe are, have already found your vocation, you're already a priest, you're already religious, you're married, you have kids. Um, what are you doing to encourage vocations within our parish, within your parish, and within your own family? You know, if, you're, if your son or daughter came up to you and said, hey, Dad, you know, your, your daughter's 12 years old, and she said, Dad, I think I want to be a nun. Are you ready with a positive response? Or are you going to say, oh, honey, you know, that's, come on, you know. Yeah. You don't want to do that because that can be very discouraging. If your son is 15 and walks up to you and says, Dad, I think, you know, Mama, you want to be a priest. Are you ready to say, son? Fantastic. That's awesome. How can I help you? What can I how can I pray for you? What can I do to, to help you along this path? Let me introduce you to some priests, or let's have some priests over to the house and talk about the priesthood. There's all these kind of options that uh, parents need to be ready for to support vocations within the parish. I would say another one, even in dating relationships, you should be discerning your vocation. Just because you're dating somebody doesn't mean you're going to marry them. So you're, as you're discerning your vocation, as you're dating along— you could say to the other person, I, I'm, a, I'm actually supposed to be a priest. I'm sorry. And they, because they're growing in holiness with you, would say, I want you to do that. I want you I to want do. You to be happy, yeah. Yeah. I, I want you to fulfill your life. I want you to share the gospel with people. I want you to give your life to Jesus and his church. Awesome. Or if you're a girl, you're like, hi, um, um, I'm becoming a nun. And the guy should be like, Wow. Because what a he privilege had, because he has modeled his life after Saint Joseph and been a man of holiness and chastity and virtue is saying, "Wow, pray for me lots when you become a sister. Mm-hmm. How can I support you? How yeah. can I pray for you? Can I drive you there right now and drop you off? <laughs> because this is our last day. So last uh, <laughs> last February, last February, Father Father Pratt and I took a bunch of guys, including a lot of OSU guys, up to uh, Kenrick Seminary in St. Louis. Huh. Kendrick? Kendrick. Oh, and, Kendrick Glennon. And, right, it right, was, okay. um, and it was Valentine's weekend. Oh, my god! Which was the weekend that Father Pratt could go, and it was the weekend I could go, so that was the weekend we chose. Anyway, and there were, I don't know, half the van had girlfriends. Stop. And it was awesome. It was awesome. And they like basically had to tell their girlfriend, like, look, I'm not, I can't be with you on Valentine's Day because I'm going to visit a Seminary. seminary. I'm thinking about, it's not like, hey, I'm thinking about dumping you. It's, hey, I'm discerning oh, my vocation. Yeah, yeah. And plus, Valentine's Day is, is kind of stupid. 
Oh, okay. St. Valentine's Day? You don't like him? I love St. Valentine's Day. Just a commercial. The paganization of the Christian holidays is brutal. That's a show. That's a that we can paganizing religious holidays. Okay, so back to where we started. Mark chapter one. Oh. As he passed by the Sea of Galilee. This is the gospel this week. We were talking about the gospel? As he passed by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew casting their nets into the sea. They were fishermen. Yep. Jesus said to them, Come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. Then they abandoned their nets and followed him. He walked along a little further and saw James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They too were in a boat, mending their nets. Then he called them. So they left their father Zebedee in the boat, along with the hired men, and followed him. So the priesthood and religious life is a particular path of following the Lord. And we want all of our young people, college students, high school, middle school, young adults, to actively consider the priesthood and religious life. And if we can help you, Father Kerry or I. Call me on my um, cell phone. We will help you. Yes. We'll talk to you. Uh, we can get Father Pratt involved. Father Pratt is our vocation director. We can help you visit religious communities. We can help you visit seminaries. It'll all be easier we when COVID, sisters when COVID's to hang over. Out but with, yeah, but we can we know. can make it happen. So tell us. We can get you books uh, that'll help you discern and discern well. Know the Lord. So that you can follow him and encounter him. That's all we want. Amen, brother. Amen, brother. So that's all we got. Uh, We hope your January is rocking and rolling. We hope you're looking forward to Lent. Starts February 17th. You can start preparing for that. We'll probably do a show on that. We're going to do a show on that. Before we get all going. I got some ideas. And um, we just wish you well. And we ask you to pray for us. And uh, we will pray for you. God bless you. Peace. Peace.